I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. On today's show, it's all about the topic of juggling the life, the bits between the business that go on. Things like handling psycho outbursts over a row of socks being left in the hallway, learning to take responsibility for your own choices and realising that nurturing and looking after families also helps us nurture and look after ourselves. Exciting dawn. It's the first podcast of the new format. So I suppose we should start with um, a proper welcome to Real Women. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I think it's pertinent we start with today's topic, which is juggling life as a, a woman. I know. Fascinating. Um, and just to sort of home in the point, five minutes before we started this, Tracy, <clears throat> I'm going to share you were uh you had an emergency customer call um hadn't fixed your face i had to print stuff off i've had my son's home and cooking so i've had to ask ask him to be quiet <laughs> to be quiet so you know this is something that we do i think we do it unconsciously all the time yeah. all the time I mean, we were, you know, we're sat here recording now with you on there at one o'clock and I, I'm on the phone to you saying, just had a call with a client, went a bit later than, than I planned. I still need to put my makeup on because, of course, we couldn't possibly come on Zoom without our makeup, could we? Which is the topic that we'll cover all on its own, I imagine, at some point. So we're not only discussing what we're going to do before we got started, but you're all the soul then explaining, well, you know, I know we planned this, but I've got this to do and I've got that to do and I need to do that. So in one of the breaks, I'll go and do that and then I'll go and do that and then I'll go and do the other. We were juggling before we even started recording. Juggling before we even started. And you know something, anybody who is it doesn't necessarily mean just because they want to start a podcast but it's quite a good way to exemplify when people see the filming version of a podcast and everybody's sat there calmly and it all looks very very organized and it probably is organized but that's not it, it it's a snapshot of the reality um yeah so I've still got your... my jama bottoms on under here I haven't really not today a bit sometimes you know through lockdown through lockdown when it was hot there were times where I had just a strong a, literally a strong and of course everything was by zoom and I was naked from here down <laughs> yeah but that's what we that's what we did in lockdown isn't it we had this what we called zoom attire you were dressed from your waist above and underneath you'd got your furry slippers your pjs if you were lucky if you were done you got nothing yeah yeah so. i'm telling you it's a good job when we record zoom from sort of the waist up but anyway before we before we crack on and do the juggling bit given this is our first episode to put some of this into context dawn why don't you tell the listeners what it is you currently do, what your, you know, what your business is. I'll tell them mine and then we'll go through the juggling. Because I think this juggling thing applies to everybody. Sure. So um, 
On the uh, professional front, I run a martial arts organisation. It's a national company. I look after martial arts instructors. It's very, very niche. They're my only customer base. We uh, provide them with uh, their licences for their students and insurance and health and safety and DBS checks and software and direct debit management and admin support and business support. Uh, So that's what I do uh, as a day job, if you like. Um, on the professional front, I have four children, two of them no longer live at home. I've got three grandchildren, another one on the way, one husband, uh, three properties, uh, a dog, <laughs> cooking, cleaning, washing, ironing, shopping, bills. You have to put time aside to dedicate to husband time. Your children still have needs from their mother even when they grow up, you know, and it's all of those things that you cram into your life um, and all the different hats that you have to put on, um, which I'm sure you will uh, concur. Yeah, I I do. I mean, one of my juggles is two businesses um, and each of those businesses has got different companies to go with it. But yeah, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm now known as an empty nester. My son's 23, nearly 24 and um, grew up with me as a single mum, so it was always me and my son. He's now left, gone down to London, uh, starting a fabulous new adventure. So, yeah, I'm in the empty nesting staging at the minute, but I still juggle stuff. For me, I'm still juggling my own self-care. There are some days when, you know, I'll have... I'll have calls on in the evening or I've got webinars to go to, and then I suddenly realise it's half past eight and I haven't even started cooking my dinner. So I'm juggling my self-care, I'm juggling my own mentality, and I'm juggling my time across multiple businesses. So as well as emptying the laundry basket and putting it in a washing machine. Um, So yeah, we all juggle. But my businesses, I'm in property, as many of you know. I've got my own property portfolio that I build, and I also have a business mentoring women um, and guiding them to success in their property portfolios. That's what I do. And do you think, so we're, we both have our own businesses. I have uh, also embarked on a little bit of a pivot recently. So we're doing the podcasting, I'm writing a book. It's got nothing to do with my industry. It's got nothing to do with business, actually. Um, so so we kind of have, do we have more flexibility when we run our own business versus somebody who has I'm going to call it a nine to fiver, although I think in this day and age, it's rarely. It's not a nine to fiver. (laughs) You know, so do you think, Tracy, that women who have employed status versus own business status, which... Uh, which do you think is easier or do you think that it really doesn't make a blind bit of difference? I mean, I've, I've been in both. Um, I mean, I spent 25 years in a corporate career. Um, I think there's different forms of juggling. I think the the advantage we have as business owners, if we've not got a job alongside it, because many women start a business while they're still working, is um, we have a bit of freedom of choice. We can choose when we're having a day off. We look at our diaries and say, can I fit it in there? Yeah, I can. I'm having a day off. Whereas many people in the nine to five, so to speak, would have to book a holiday. Um, I think for me, I run my business from home, which I, I believe you go into an office for. So for me, running my business from home, it means when I go to make a cup of coffee, it can be one o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. I can go, oh, I'll stick a load of washing in. 
that's flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We now, my whole team now work remotely. So we all work from home. Oh, cool. So again, if I need, but this would be the same whether I was employed or not. If I'm at my desk and I'm working, I need to just put the tumble dryer on or make a cup of coffee. We can. Um, one of the things that you've just picked up on is having the flexibility when you work for yourself. I think there's a really important thing that needs to just be popped in the pot here, which is we may have the flexibility to have an afternoon off or, you know, whatever. That doesn't mean those jobs are picked up by other people. No. It means that we still have to do it. And I think it's a massive preconception of people who've never been exposed to working for themselves that it's having a great time and it is that complete flexibility. You and I are further along the line in our business journey, so perhaps do have more flexibility than what we would have done when we first started. Certainly when I've, there's been whole chunks actually of times with running my business, I couldn't have a day off. I would have had more holiday and more flexibility had I been employed, because at least then I can book it in your manager or your team member, pick up your phone calls or whatever it is that, that needs picking up. So um, I am i don't feel like my experience. Yeah, I can book a nail appointment in whenever I like. I do have the flexibility of my diary, but I don't. I, with that comes pressure, I think, is pressure to still fit in everything that needs doing. I think that's probably how I'd describe it. Yeah, and I'd say it's it's sort of a almost like a seesaw in the sense that when I was working, I mean, I had a job where I got paid a salary. It wasn't for a set number of hours. I had to have done my job. But within reason, so to speak, when my day had ended, my day had ended, Um there is some jobs where you're still getting phones and messages. It's got worse since we got all this social media and WhatsApp and your team can get all of you 24-7. But when I finished my working day, I could go home and I could theoretically, if I chose, drop the work pressure. Whereas when you're in business, yes, I can choose to to pop in a hair appointment or go to lunch with a friend. But like you say, I then might be working into the evening. There are many people I know that work for themselves that work till like nine o'clock at night sometimes. Sure. You have to fit the extra bits in somewhere. Yeah. So, and as well, how many weekends have you ended up? And I know people in a, a, a job, so to speak, will do this as well. But how many weekends have you tucked to phone to do? Or you're oh, working at your desk, even though it's the weekend. Yeah, so so my what I've what I know about myself, and I've I've thought about this before we started this, about that cut-off time. I will I keep my work day in my home office. I've got a nice home office, that's marvelous, and that's where I do my work. And then when I've finished, I toddle through to the house and cook dinner and clean the kitchen, do whatever it is I'm gonna do. But do you know how often on the settee, whilst the TV's on, if it if it's not something that I don't watch that much TV, I'll then get my laptop out and something in my head is like because I'm not at my desk and I'm in I'm in the living room in front, you know, on my settee with a laptop and I'll do content for marketing. I'll I've been writing my book. I've been uh, I might uh, create a workshop, <laughs> you know, I might do, 
Now that still works. It's the creative stuff. But somewhere in my head, it's because I'm not sat in front of my desk, in front of my computer, and I'm just like two rooms away, like literally on the settee with a laptop. That's okay. And the way I justify it is there's only shit on the television anyway. So I might as well just get do this. And actually I'm I enjoy the creative side of it. But if I was, I'd probably work less than the minimum wage if I actually. <laughs> I'll tell you something, I used to do this when I was, you know, when you first go into your own, your own business, so to speak, or working yourself, I've often said to people, how many hours did you work last week then? Well, I did this and I did this. And, you know, I wasn't working, but I was sat downstairs in my lounge. That's not working. Mm, really? Yeah, yeah, it is. Great. And they work out, they're actually getting, if they're lucky, they might be getting paid £3 a frigging hour. Yeah. Would How quickly would you complain about your job to the management if you were getting paid £3 an hour? Yeah, exactly. And so and so, so I don't think that there's much to I think if you spoke to the average woman, whether they were employed or not, I think we still have very similar juggling. So... My my our kids, your kids and my kids, they've all left school now, so that's fine. But for years it was up at the crack of dawn, screaming your head off for at least 45 minutes to get everybody dressed, toothbrushed, breakfasted, out the door on time, get them to school. Uh your working day starts, you then have to get food on the table, do some level of housework, homework, after school clubs fit in your work I think that bit actually was probably where flexibility of having my own business was good I had four children so over those years obviously that was um, uh, you know a lot um so the flexibility was okay but it would be really common for me then once the children were in bed to work till midnight uh, 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 regularly and I think um you know when you know when married couples get to that point where their kids are a little bit you know they're past the baby age and they're both working and they fall into bed at 10 o'clock at night and they haven't had sex for 15 months you you, I I get it (laughs) not sure I've had a marriage last longer than 15 months (laughs) no I have I have but (laughs) no but do you know what I mean if you if you sit down and you list everything that you have to do um, I think women, as women, because we're more naturally nurturing, generally speaking, we're talking yeah. generally, we naturally lend to still upkeeping the responsibility on the domestic front more than what guys do. And that's not actually, I'm not out and out criticism criticising men for that because we contribute to that uh, envi- you know, environment, <laughs> mainly because... Men have different eyesight to women and can't fucking see the <laughs> the fucking side or they can't see the pile that needs taking up that's at the bottom of the stairs. They have they seem to have Tracy this an entirely different eyesight mechanism. So they don't see it. We get irritated. We do so you know, uh do do we bring some of that on ourselves? Yes, we yes, do. we do. do. We do we feel we don't have a choice because men don't always, not all men, not all men. I'm, I mean, I'm being, but I think most women would, and I've got sons as well. You've got a son. 
they just don't see what needs doing. No, it's and it's like the funny thing is it's you know, there's 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 the example, you know, the bloke comes home from work or the woman if you know, we're all in different relationships. Partner comes home from work, opens the fridge door, close it, goes and makes a cuppa, opens the fridge door, close it, goes and does something else, opens the fridge door, close it, and then goes, What's for dinner? You've just looked in the fecking fridge three times and you're asking me what's for dinner. <laughs> so annoying. But and the bit, one of the and this is a decade old argument with with each male member that I am related to. <laughs> so my sons and husband, like it doesn't matter who they are, they all see it the same. I have an absolute psycho outburst because a sock is on the side. I don't know, something. It's more than that. Not always. Sometimes it is literally a sock on the side. But, you know, you have an outburst about it and they go, oh, just leave it then. You don't have to do it. For me personally, if 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 those things aren't done, my brain isn't settled and I need that uh, 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 order. I need the house to be, I need the domestic front to be in order and then my head's clear enough to be able to to work. So every weekend I will scrub my house, not because I bloody like scrubbing the bastard house, <laughs> not because I'm a woman and we like that shit, right? I don't do it for that. I do it to set myself up for the week because my working week's quite a heavy schedule. And if all of that's done every weekend, at least then Monday morning can start with some level of law and order in the house. But that's because you, you're choosing that law and order. That's, that's where choice. it comes in. And this is where, you know, you said earlier about, you know, most women. Sometimes we do bring it on ourselves because yeah. we have a desire to have something a certain way. And yeah. God forbid that our masculine partner creates it well, the way it, we want the it. Or the it, children. The kids are, are the same. Yeah. And it's I used to have a big debate with Ollie because it's like you've got two feet right. So I never used to understand why there was 13 pairs of trainers by the door. Oh, Tracy, honestly, I want to take the camera right now. <laughs> that used to wind me up. You only have two freaking feet and yet the hallway is covered in more shoes than JD Bloody Sports. Seriously. Seriously. So it is juggling all of those elements. And we do, we we want to feed our children properly and we want to feed ourselves properly. So that lends to so somebody has to do something in the kitchen. And then, you know, the, the, there's the extra things. There's birthdays, Christmases, holidays, school uniforms to buy and sort out if your kids are still at school, you know, I, Cooking, cleaning, washing, ironing. I haven't ironed. Each of my children had to start doing their own ironing from the age of 13. Yeah. I absolutely do not do everybody's ironing. <laughs> my son just decided all he ever wanted for clothes were ones that didn't need ironing because it was the yeah. same in our house. You're going to have to help. Oh, well, I don't need to iron those, Mum. I don't need to iron those. Yeah, get me things that don't need ironing. Great, that's a solution. Literally, my youngest said to me, he, and he genuinely believes this. He's, he's 21. He'll soon grow up at some point. But he literally, albeit bides his time, makes his timing appropriate for when he gives me this feedback, but he basically genuinely believes it's a me problem because I chose to have children. There's something in that that's really honest. 
that well the me problem and, and I had it in mind I used to I don't know what it was I used to go psycho bitch mode if the house got too untidy right there's just something in me where that was all wrong I can't cope with this I can't cope with so many shoes at the bottom of the stairs I don't like the fact there's a dirty dish on the side and it was quite interesting because that is a me problem yeah. I'm expecting everybody else to live to my standards yeah. and yeah. Yep. So, yeah, we do bring it on ourselves, but it is a me problem. But I'll tell you something else I think it is as well, Dawn. I think a lot of it is we're juggling the have-tos. I have to do the housework at weekend. I have to have the house clean. I have to have the house tidy. I have to have your shoes put in the cupboard. I have to have this done. I have to have that done. Sometimes what we're juggling is the demands we put on ourselves with all our have-tos. So this is a debate that my husband and I have reasonably regularly. It usually ends up with quite um, expletive adjectives being <laughs> hurled quite significantly from me to him by the end of it. He genuinely, genuinely, no badness, absolutely no badness whatsoever, will often tell me, well, don't do it then. They're grown now. Leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it, leave it. I'm really interested in the way you position that sentence of the have tos, because equally genuinely, I genuinely feel I have to do that. And I, I think to myself, what, what worlds do you live in uh, to just pick and choose the bits that you want to do? If I don't do that, who will then? And that's when it becomes a have to. So even if we strip that a bit further, let's talk about the food shopping. Yeah. Like if, if, if I don't do it, who will? The person that suddenly realises there's no food in that fridge, they've just opened three times. Right. So then what happens is my older children get in their cars with their wallet and go and buy themselves a takeaway. Cool. And all I've got left is toast. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, so then what you do is you go out to the shop... And you, I mean, obviously, the guy, guys listening, this doesn't work if your kids are five years old. We have, you know, they're dependent on us. We have to feed them. You but when to. they're over a certain age. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can, you can rock that a little bit different. But let's go back to that. So anybody listening now who've got kids that are still, let's call dependent on them. Yeah. That, of that age, whatever that age you decide that is. But certainly when they're five and six, you've got, you've got either a single parent home or partners either which way the 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 adult or adults are both working full time and there are children so somebody has to buy toothpaste somebody has to sort out christmas birthdays food ironing wash somebody fit, those jobs physically have to get done in my opinion or do they no Am I no Should I live in a field like a hippie is that the only alternative probably and th this is it this is a part because some of the things we juggle is what's going on in our fucking head let's face it it's not the yes, juggling of the shit outside sometimes it's juggling yeah, inside it. but if yeah, you yeah. think about it even even with younger children we could sit there and say i have to feed the children no you don't it might be totally moral totally legal and totally unfair to not feed your children but you don't have to you're, you're choosing to because you want to be an amazing parent. Basic, you have just lived with the next time one of my children tell me it's a me problem because I chose to have children. I'm going to say I did choose to have children, but I don't have to choose to feed you. I you take it to the nth degree because it is the pressure comes from the way we perceive 
the shoes in the hallway, the fact yeah. that nobody else is doing the shopping. It, it's about where our mind goes when that happens. Because if we take it the nth degree, do I have to do the cleaning every weekend? No. If I didn't do the cleaning, I'd get cobwebs. I might have shit in the place where I don't want it. But I don't have to do it. I could leave it till that place is a pigsty. Good. But I choose to do it because I want a house that's peaceful and clean in a manner that I can work in. That's a choice. And likewise, you know, people will say, if I don't do this, I have to do that. And if I don't do that, I have to do that. And if I don't do that, I have to do that. Just ask yourself the question, or else what? Yeah, or else what? And that's really true. And I think if you if you were to say to me, okay, you've got businesses, children, uh, spanning over one. My daughter's 37, so I've been doing that all of a very long time. What would be your top tip to juggle? And I think the only way to maintain some level of sanity is to let some of it go you physically cannot not there is a compromise if you choose because it is a choice one way or the other as harshly as this sounds if you choose to work and be a parent and this actually should apply to guys as well yeah. to be fair if if we're choosing to work and be a parent that absolutely is fine I've done it all my life you've done it all over so there's no judgment on that um Tracy but if you choose to do it something has to give and for and you have to pick and choose what's going to compromise so there will be periods of time where my friends my friendships are the compromise because I haven't got time to <clears throat> dedicate to that there have been periods of time where my marriage has has been the compromise because there hasn't been that synchronicity of time and energy between us there's been times where I've dedicated more to work and my parenting has been compromised because this is more important right now and equally on the sort of house front there are times where you know everything is I gather and I shove it in a wardrobe and I shut the door never to open it again (laughs) because it would be an avalanche of health and safety measures We've all got one of those, haven't we? Some of us have got them in rooms, but 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 so the the <clears throat> there is all, nothing is is all all done. Not even if you employ a cleaner or you've got a really great husband and and or I shouldn't I shouldn't make it about gender actually. Even if both partners are mucking in, <clears throat> and if you're on your own, you, you you're on your own. You haven't like the, the you, you've just. So I suppose the top tip is to be generous on yourself Uh, that'd be the first thing be generous on yourself learn to let things go and the third one which has probably been the thing that has stopped me committing murder several times in my life is to get on the phone with a friend swear significantly and laugh your head off about it be light about it and and don't hold it in and I suppose that's the three things that I would suggest we do. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. You need a weight event because let's face it, my mine's the shoes in the hallways. I used to have such rows with my son. And when I started to let stuff go and accept that I, w- I was basically having to do stuff because he wasn't meeting my expectation. But the worst thing was I'd not even freaking communicated what my expectation was. So, yeah, have somewhere to vent. But also where it comes to to kids and um, where it comes to kids and all that stuff, 
and partners, it's about letting people know what what are your wants and desires and needs. Now, they can't always meet them, but at least if they know, they will learn the thing that's important to you. I mean, kids not going to put their shoes away just because you tell them to put their shoes away. It's all about the values you have in the house, about how the family supports each other. And, you know, we're all juggling stuff, but the biggest one is be kind to yourself. Let go of the things that don't really matter and realise that we don't, we, there's no point trying to plan our time because time is, time is the same for everybody, but we can plan our priorities. What is important to us? And when you feel you're doing all the have tos, then sometimes that's about resetting your brain. There'll be a reason why you're choosing to do it. And it may be, I, you know, none of us have to pay the mortgage. We choose to because we want a roof over our head. I love that sentence, actually, Tracy, uh, just being realistic about the priorities. And that doesn't mean that can be your job, that can be yourself, that can be your children, that can be your friend. It doesn't matter. And it'll change. It has to be fluid. So at this particular time, I, I'm, I'm going to prioritise this or at this particular time, why I have to prioritise work because of that. And, uh, and and I think that's 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 the only key, although I'm twitching significantly (laughs) I am a communicator I express regularly and I just I can imagine if I'd have been listening to this podcast as a listener and I'd heard you say it's just about communicating your wants and needs and I'd start levitating off the floor with (laughs) because because I communicate so what and, and again this is about me so I'm aware of this but I interpret the fact that I have communicated my wants and needs and how it affects me so it isn't just clean your bedroom because I want it done to that standard it's can we do that because I operate better it maintains the house better it's just you know I have all of these reasons that fulfill me as to that happening and when you do communicate and it still doesn't happen, what I'm guilty of then is taking that quite personally, actually, Tracy, where I think, well, that's you're not respecting my feelings. And there's nothing worse than when on there's nothing worse. <laughs> Go on, what do you do? Juggling my ass ass. And I've communicated what I need to happen and why, so they understand why. <laughs> to me and then they still don't bloody do it and that's where I go to war a little bit I'll be honest so let's let's just clarify this communication thing communication and setting expectations is a two-way street it really bloody so is. if what your communication is is to tell them how it is most teenagers are just going to rebel I did when I was a teenager if you're going to tell me what to do screw you I ain't doing it so sometimes it's about understanding why they see it as being okay. Yeah, and and I think generally in life, I think as human beings, if we're honest and we're honest about ourselves as well, we find the things that are important. The things that are important are usually the things that are important to us. So if making my bed wasn't important to me, I probably wouldn't prioritise it being important to you. And And I think we forget that uh, and we're guilty of it as well we you know we're human too and we do that um 
And what I also find interesting, Tracy, is you, you're not married, your child has left home now and you're still juggling. Still juggling. So I think a little bit of this is about managing long term expectations just because you've got kids and a husband or kids and a wife. Uh, life is juggling. It just is. So I think we need to maybe decompress. Mm deconstruct the idea of juggling as a oh I've got to juggle everything and actually just accept that it's life it's life and you know the biggest tip I can give anybody in life is you know decide which things you want to prioritize and sometimes let the others go because yeah. there is no have to there is only choose to so. so what's your biggest juggle at the moment Tracy I think my biggest juggle at the moment um has probably been juggling two businesses. So I've got my own property portfolio with projects in it. And then I've obviously got my client base with mentoring. And sometimes they'll butt up against each other. If I get a call from an agent saying there's a problem at a house and that's two minutes before I go into a call, my mind can go into the mode, I have to sort the house out first. Well, no, it might be a priority, but it might be able to wait for an hour as well. So that that's probably my biggest juggle. But lately, the last couple of weeks, my biggest juggle has been just feeding myself. And that sounds weird. But I, I think more people will resonate with that than what. Yeah, just feeding like. myself, um, giving myself time to go for a swim at the gym because I'm not a big gym goer. The biggest problem with going to the gym is going to the gym. But I did set myself an intention that I wanted to go swimming more as a way of keeping fit. And I let other things sort of give me the excuse not to go. And there'll be time where I'm working. So I'm not downstairs till like 8.30 and I've not started cooking anything. So I end up with a bloody omelette or a piece of toast. So, you know, I've set myself habits and the biggest non-negotiables. So one of my non-negotiables now is I will not work in my business, any of them, uh, past seven o'clock with the exception of a Tuesday when I know I have an evening webinar or when I'm away for the weekend teaching or training. But majority of the time on a normal day-to-day -day basis, my non-negotiable is work stops at seven o'clock. And do you think that, I, I imagine that this is probably attached more to women, probably if I was to take a punt at it, do you think those women who have got busier households than the women who have less busier households, do you think that it can be perceived uh, as easier? And what I find interesting about what you've just said, do you think that women forget to look after themselves because they're not feeding other people and they're not putting the wash on for other people and they're not doing the shopping for other people absolutely nail on the head because when my son was here he came back for a few weeks before he because he was between his rental and moving down to london when he was here i was more conscious of I, I I want to get, make sure we've got food to eat tonight. I want to make sure. I think it comes from, and it's not a woman thing. I think it's a feminine thing. Yeah, it's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah, we are nurturers. Yeah. And sometimes we put other people's nurturing above our own. So maybe, Tracy, and I pr I'm praying with every might that my, I know he's at, at home. I hope he's not listening because this is, probably not going to come out my mouth to my kids yet I mean it's like so just bear with me and my hypocrisy <laughs> but maybe we 
need to be thankful that we have other people to look after because the truth is if we didn't have that routine we maybe wouldn't look after ourselves as well absolutely life life as we end this particular podcast and believe me i suspect this juggling conversation is going to come into many others as we go forward but life for me juggling is a word that you know you imagine juggling balls spinning plates that's a hard physical task that tires the brain out it overwhelms the the brain Juggling for me is deciding at any moment in time, whether you're planning a week, a month, a year, a day, a moment, a second. It's about taking a decision as to right now, what's your biggest priority? So thank you for those wise words of wisdom. (laughs) I would like to book an appointment in for a counselling session with you as we come to the end of this podcast. And we will review the accountability on how well I do with my psycho self. (laughs) I'm going to, I've taken notes, Tracy, and I will be updating you as to how, how whether I'm capable. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there, Dawn. <laughs> Just realise, guys, juggling, you know, it's part of modern life. And, it, you know, it was also part of ancient life. It's just they had a lot less to juggle because they didn't have digital shit to deal with as well. And on that note, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. for your company and to share your spandex and stiletto stories with us tag at real women podcast on instagram